This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Right, it's going to drift out towards Matty Falls, who can cross it in from the left hand byline. Bodies flying around all over the place, and that's a save by Adam Smith. It might be forced over the line by Muldoon. It is, and just as I say that, it was a comfortable half-time clean sheet. Morecambe have let a really sloppy goal in there to, ta- to uh, concede just before half-time. Ball came across, it was just pinballing around inside the Morecambe penalty area. We just didn't get it clear. An initial save from Adam Smith, but it didn't fall the way of a Morecambe defender. And almost on the goal line, it's Jack Muldoon who smashes it in from close range in front of the Halo Terrace to make it Morecambe nil. Harrogate Town 1. Yeah, it's a real disappointing goal that to concede. Just as you were saying, obviously, about the clean sheet and just before half time as well, it's, it's a bad time to concede a goal, especially the way we did sort of come from nothing really but yeah the lads will be disappointed there Slew Daisy Cutter oh, into the bottom strike. corner what a finish that is by Jordan Slew and we are back on level terms in the 57th minute and it's Slew and you have to give credit to Jordan 25 yards out he had a sighter just a couple of minutes earlier that was blocked away for a corner, but he caught that one sweet as a nut from the edge of the area, and it flies past the outstretched arm of James Belshaw and nestles into the bottom right-hand corner in front of the Halo Terrace, and it's Morecambe 1, Harrogate Town 1. Ah, oh, it's a brilliant finish from Jordan Slew there. There you go. We seem to get a little bit more confidence there. We had a couple of half opportunities and then, you know, we seem to be believing a lot more the second half. Slew's tried his luck from a, obviously a long way out and it's a great finish right into the bottom, right hand bottom corner of uh, Belshaw's net. It's cleared away and Harrogate might get a break on here with Jack Muldoon. He's up top by himself. He's got uh, Odo herring up in towards the penalty area. Here's the substitute, Levi Sutton, on the edge of the area. That's good play by Tatonda. Might fall for... Following note, 15 yards out, he's missed his kick and the shot comes in, it's into the back of the net for 2-1. Goal from nothing. And it's George Thompson again. We had a passage of play where we pinned Harrogate in on the edge of their own penalty area. We couldn't get a clear direct shot of goal with bodies flying here, there and everywhere. Muldoon broke away on the counter-attack, he was up there by himself ball eventually played out to the right hand side I thought uh, that Harrogate had missed their opportunities Udo air shotted it fell into the path of George Thompson and he side foots it into the corner well he wasn't quite in the corner really but wrong footed Adam Smith who went the wrong way over the line it goes and in the 83rd minute it's Morecambe 1 Harrogate Town 2 we've had all the, all the player again very similar to the MK Dons game we've had a lot of good chances Harrogate you know defending for their lives throwing bodies in the way of everything and they break and they break well and you know Ado ball gets cut back to Ado he swings for it he, he literally throws himself over he tries to put that much into yeah. it misses the ball completely and you know 
unfortunately for Harrogate, it falls, falls to another one of the players and he just manages to slot it you know, just off centre of the Adam Smith goal. We do have a corner though, let's see what, how good Eli King's delivery is towards the back post. Song, oh it's going to be forced over the line by Jacob Badeau and that's the equaliser in stoppage time for the Shrimps. And at last we get a set piece correct. Eli King's delivery was brilliant, there's a big huge melee inside the net there as we try to get the ball back to get it back to the centre circle assistant referees on the field and all sorts so that's going to take a little bit of sorting out but the upshot is that Morecambe have equalised in the second minute of stoppage time brilliant brilliant corner by Eli King nodded back across the face of the six yard box by Farron Rawson and Jacob Badeau forces it in from close range for the equaliser Morecambe 2, Harrogate Town 2 uh, we are in the 98th minute here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium, it's Harrogate two apiece here with Morecambe. New Year's Day afternoon on Shrimps Live. And could the twist in the tail be a Harrogate late winner? They are on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area, couldn't quite fit the pass. Shot comes in, oh, oh it's the crossbar! And then onto the roof of the net. Wow. Goodness gracious wow. me. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Looks a clear foul on Jake Taylor, but the referee it. Simon Mather puts the whistle to his lips and brings proceedings to a close. Well, that uh, that got lively in the closing few minutes. It's finished. Morecambe two, Harrogate Town two. Here on New Year's Day afternoon, a late stoppage time leveller by Jacob Badeau. Great corner from the left-hand side by the right boot of Eli King. Nodded back across the face of the six-yard area and there was Badeau to nod it in for a stoppage time equaliser. That was after George Thompson had made it 2-1 to Harrogate Town inside the last 10 minutes. Thought he'd broken Morecambe Hart. Scored in the reverse fixture as well, of course, at the end of August. Wrong-footed Adam Smith from the edge of the area and that was after Jordan Slew had equalised uh, to make it one apiece shortly after half-time with a lovely right-footed low finish uh, from the edge of the area. A very quiet first half for both sides, really. Scoring opened on 43 minutes by uh, Jack Muldoon. He forced home uh, from close range in front of the Halo Terrace in what was the only real sight of goal that either team had in the opening 45 minutes. One of those scruffy, scrappy goals that just fell into the path of Muldoon and he provided the finishing touch. So, honours even, Morecambe goalkeeper Stu Moore alongside us this, uh, this afternoon and... Uh, well, it's kind of a bit of a strange game in a way, wasn't it? Because it was, there, yeah. there wasn't much in it in the first half, and then it kind of sprung to life after we equalised. We had that spell on top. We're then chasing the game in the last ten minutes, but uh, I think a point is at the least we deserve overall. Absolutely, yeah. I think you know after our second half performance, we definitely deserve at least a point from it. Um, is it a fair result? Yeah, it probably is. At the end of the day, you know, we we switched off for a couple of moments, and it's cost us. And you know, that's that's how it's been the last few games, really. But the lads showed real desire and hunger to obviously to get back into the game. And, you know, it looked like we were going to win the game. Obviously, come the end of it, Harrogate almost win it as well. It's great, great effort from their, their player at the end to hit the crossbar. And, you know, we very nearly got caught out and, uh, you know, lost another game. But at the end of the day, it's a good response from, uh, you know, from the last game from, from Notts County. A very disappointing game. So, lads have given it absolutely everything today. We've been hit by more injuries as well which is obviously disappointing but it's one of those yeah it's, it's disappointing not to win but at the end of the day it could be an important point come the end of the season did we get the response that we were looking for given what happened on Friday against Notts County I think so yeah 
I don't think there's a player out there that you can say didn't work hard or do their absolute best today. I think they all, you know, they genuinely did. Is there a few moments we could learn from? Absolutely, there always is. I think uh, a lot of it is is more the mentality. Yeah. You know, it's everyone's obviously got that desire. It's just being a bit more clever. You know, when we are going forward and we do have plenty of momentum and those chances we can't afford to go behind in the game again and you know and lose another goal because we've done that the last few games and then we just give ourselves a mountain to climb to get back into it again we lost two players in the first half and that, that's going to be a blow with what's coming up in the next couple of weeks with um, Swans in the FA Cup on Saturday of course but didn't look great for JJ McKinnon I have to say looks like looked like he twisted his ankle on the soft ground along this main strip here in front of the main stand at the Mazuma and Adam there also pulled up as well there wasn't tackles it was just I think it was the playing surface yeah. and the nature of the soft ground the time of year and all the rain that we've had on it as well but to lose Adam and JJ that's uh, that's a worrying time as well definitely they've been you know they've been two key players for us this season so they're going to be big blows I mean fingers crossed it's not going to be you know anything too lengthy out for them but I guess we'll see in the in the coming days but obviously you know it gives it gives opportunities elsewhere in the camp and you know lads are going to have to step up now and prove you know why they're here and why they should be playing so it's very disappointing um, especially ahead of a big game Saturday but you know you look at it it's okay it's an FA Cup game it's not another league game it gives them an extra yeah. week to maybe get back for the following week, league game the, the next week and hopefully you know they may be back by then but we're just going to have to see obviously how it settles down and you know what it is they've done but yeah it's, it's, it's always disappointing to lose players in the way we did and obviously Michael Mellon as well only lasted the first 45 minutes I think it was right to start Michael today I think we had to start him really given what had happened on Friday and uh, he gave it all but I'll be honest he looked absolutely knackered when he yeah. came off at half time yeah absolutely he looked very tired and you could see he was frustrated himself he was very isolated up yeah. there he was having to work hard and you know when you've been ill it takes its toll on you so his fitness levels probably weren't quite to what they usually are so he's only lasted 45 minutes today but you know it's another 45 minutes in the tank for him to get him back to full fitness now so you know hopefully he'll keep building on that and you know as as the weeks come hopefully we hold on to him and uh you know he can get back to what he what he was doing best and another game Stu that we haven't won at home that's Two draws and two defeats in our last four home games, I think, if my, if my maths is correct. Draw against Stockport to draw today, and then Newport defeat and MK Don's defeat. So our home form is not what it was, but still plenty of positives to take going into a busy January in the next few weeks. Absolutely, it's a very busy time of the year, and you know, there's, there's going to be stages in the season where you know the results don't quite go your way for one reason or another whether you're not playing well whether you know little things are going against you whether you're just not getting the luck so you know we're going through that stage at the moment and hopefully we'll get out of this stage and you know get another run going because if we get another run going you look at the table how close it is yeah. all it takes is two or three wins and you're right back up and you know near the playoffs again so you know we're going through the stage yeah it's a point today could we have done with three absolutely but it could be a crucial point, you know, get a couple of wins now and get a good run together. And we're right back up there and we're right in the mix again. So there's still a lot to play for this season. Stu, thanks for joining us on co-commentary this afternoon. Really appreciate it again as ever. And, uh, well, happy new year. Happy new year, Dave. Great to be here again. Thank you very much, mate. Well, you've seen the team's better second half to shone through. And once we got that, the first goal, I thought we were going to go on to win it. Against the runner play, the court was on the break. Like, when things are going against you, that, that goal, the lad could just shoot, missed the ball completely. Took that goalie out with it. 
and then the other lad had the tap in right in the middle of the goal so things go against you but you know what you just keep going and things will turn you talked about your lads had to keep going give you a response as you say they were, they were dead in their feet they gave you everything today well you know what you know if you look at the stats we've just looked at the stats on um, the GPS touching 13 which is unheard of at times you know what I mean not just one maybe f- f- six or seven of them so it's a great effort for them that's all I asked for I said to them at half time I said I know he's a tire but dig in and just give it everything you've got and we'll bring the subs on and give you a rest but and they did they showed everything and Jan was the perfect example of that today he was ch- uh, chasing close the keeper down giving the crowd a lift and then it just went on from there we, really good in the end the point I take a point to move on after last week but three points there we could have we could took three points there Scrappy goal for them to take the lead, but Jordan Slew got you level with a fantastic strike. Yeah, it was great football as well up to and we made up with the way we the build up to that. Uh, some great passing movements, uh, really sharp. And that's how we done the second half, how we started the second half, by moving really quickly and, and closing them down with pace. Uh, Jordan cut in, it's a great strike right in the bottom corner, give us all a lift and as you said before, I thought we were gonna go on to win it then, but they got us against the runner play and in the end we managed to, to get a goal late on. Great point, but some worries. JJ McKinnon went off, Michael Mellon went off, Adam Mayer went off as well. All three big attacking options for you all went off. Yeah, I don't know what's going wrong. <laughs> I don't know what I've done wrong, to be honest with you, but nothing's going right for me at the minute, but just got to keep on working and things will turn. Obviously, Michael, Michael's still not because from the sickness, you could see. Um, Adam Mayer pulled his thigh. He, he should be okay. And JJ, we don't know. We're going to send him for a scan. He's in a boot downstairs. So, what's to say? When it rains, it pours. Well, it certainly is here at the minute. Uh, I just hope everyone gets behind us for the next few league games we've got coming up. Obviously, we've got a, the big one next week against Swansea, but the league games after that, I'm looking at, to be honest, and we want everyone fit, ready to go for that, and the fans getting behind us. No negativity, full of positivity, and get by, get with us. We've got a chance to have a look at Charlie Brown as well, and he did well. Brilliant, I've made up for Charlie. You give a uh, standing ovation off the lads in the changing room, then that's what that seems for it's about in that changing room. Everyone is behind each other, and they know he's been waiting for his chance for a while, Charlie. He's been training great. Come on, second half, and he made the difference. He really did, and delighted for him. That's January. That's an early question. The transfer window's open. Any sign of anything in the next few weeks, or have you got things planned with Jack Bregstrom already going as well? Yeah, we've got a couple, couple coming in, yeah. Um, obviously, we'll have a few of the long lads going back. So we'll see what happens with the ones we're bringing in. Are you hoping to keep all, all the ones you've got? Yeah, I'd love to, but it's going to be really hard because they've all done so well here. And obviously when you do well, other teams want you. Like Michael, Michael Melny, like, I'm sure there'll be loads of teams queuing up at their, their sister clubs wanting them back. So we'll just have to have a chat with the clubs and see what happens. And Obviously the lads like it here. They love the change the room, they love the way we are. So I, I hope they do stay. Some goal. But you have got you have got your sights on others to come in if, if that happens. Yeah. Listen, if, if they go, they go. It's football, isn't it? You can't do nothing about it. It's out of our hands. All we can do is plan, plan to get other players in to take their place. And we have got a few ready to come in if, if we do lose them. Well, Jacob, a 2-2 draw today, thanks to your second goal in four games. You haven't scored for 70-odd, but two in quick succession, but a good two as well. I know. Obviously, I'm, I'm happy to have gotten a score sheet again. Um, a bit disappointing not to win the game today. I think... We had more quality than them, um, and a team such as ours should be going and getting three points there. First half was a bit of a war of attrition, the second half though was uh, was great to watch. Yeah, I think first half we were disappointed with ourselves because it was just it was so flat. I think we um, we need to add a bit of tempo to the game, and I think when we came out second half, um, the boys worked worked the socks off to be fair, and it was a much more more performance that, that we want to put in every week. 
to be fair, your head's going to drop. You lost JJ McKinnon, you lost Michael Mullen, you lost Adam May, three of your top strikers in many ways, but he didn't, and he came back into it. Charlie Brown, I thought, was tremendous as well. Yeah, Chaz was excellent when he came on. I thought he, he provided us with a lot of energy. Uh, he's been waiting for his chance, and, and I think he took it today. He did really well, yeah. Nice to see Jordan Slew score with a cracker as well. Yeah, I mean, slewy has got that in the locker, to be fair. He always wants to shoot and, and come inside and shoot on his right foot. And um, just happy for him because he's, he's not scored one from, from long range this season. Um, but he's, he's got that ability. And, and I think in and around the box as a team, we need to take shots on more. And I'm just happy that he, he did that today and we got the goal. You were in, in command, really, in the second half. And when they scored with seven minutes to go again, heads could have dropped, but they didn't. And you came back into it again. Yeah, I think, I think on... The, both the goals are really sloppy kind of the first one is a bit of luck to it and then the, the second one is just sloppy as a team to to let them get that chance when we've got them hemmed in I think it was it's the same as the MK Dons game here a couple of weeks ago where we had them had them uh, by the neck and, and we let them back into it with a goal um, so I think we need to tidy up on, on those things but then credit to the boys because we kept going we didn't we didn't come off it and we managed to, to get one back a last-minute goal or an injury time goal to get you a point or to get you a win just changes the whole sense of things, doesn't it? It makes things so much happier than it could have been. Yeah, obviously coming off the back of Friday as well where we, we were really poor down in Nottingham. Um, I think it was important not to lose here and lose back-to-back home games. So, so we're happy to have got the point, but I think ultimately as a team as good as ours should be, should be going for free. And now a little case of Swansea City in the FA Cup. It's uh, perhaps a nice distraction for you. Yeah, I think obviously we had a, we've had a good run in the FA Cup this year. We beat two League One teams um, and we can go there kind of and almost let the shackles off and go and, go and play against a good side and, and see where we end up. Um, it's a free hit really, so I just hope the boys go down there and, and enjoy the occasion. And hopefully another goal for you. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one to be fair, so hopefully, but, but we'll see. Happy New Year from the Shrimps Verdict Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks so much as ever for downloading this episode. And of course, your eyes and ears on Shrimps Live. We return on Saturday. It's the third round of the FA Cup and we are very much looking forward to heading down to South Wales. Not so much the the five uh, five and a half hour journey, uh, but it's going to be a good occasion when we get there and our game against Swansea City. Let's look ahead to that right now. If you're not heading down to the match, of course, full match commentary uh, on Shrimps Live as ever on Beyond Radio. And I follow as well, audio only being the FA Cup. Uh, But uh, hopefully you can join us for all of the action uh, if you're not heading down to the game. Ahead of the contest, we've been speaking to Steve Carroll. Steve is one of the presenters of the fabulous Jackcast. That's the Swansea City uh, fans podcast. Great listen, uh, Steve also uh, produces a fanzine called Swansea O Swansea and the ideal man to get the full lowdown ahead of our trip there this Saturday. Kick off, of course. Remember, 5.30. So, Steve, thanks for jumping on our podcast, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, Hope you've had a good Christmas. Happy New Year, of course, as well. Uh, Lots to discuss uh, before we get on to the FA Cup. Um, First things first, uh, tell us all about the Jackcast. The Jackcast has been going for about 10 years now, I think. So, um... Believe it or not, I think when it started, I'm not sure there was another Swansea podcast, which is probably quite hard to believe considering we were in the Premier League at the time. There's, there are quite a few now, but um, yeah, I think it started in about January 2014 and we try and get together every week, although we haven't done one for a couple of weeks or so now, I think. Obviously, when you get to this time of year, it's, uh, it's a busy time. You can't always find time to do stuff. And also, 
if you're recording something, it needs to go up quite quick because otherwise, um, obviously, you'll be out of date because there's so many yeah, games. Yeah. And obviously, and Swansea are in a predicament, are they, where there isn't a manager either. So it, then you wouldn't want to do something and then it gets appointed, although it does feel like it's been the slowest thing ever. But um, yeah, so that's been going for 10 years, as I say. And um, yeah, it's good fun. I think we're, we're reasonably popular, but... Um, as ever, I think we tend to get more listeners when um, when things are not going so well. So we're probably doing quite well at the moment. Yeah, it, it, that's always the way, isn't it? When people love having something to moan about, don't they? And, and and when all is well, there's not quite as much to say, I suppose. Yeah, I think that that probably is um, is true. I mean, I do a fanzine as well, and it, that could be some of the more people want to stop and talk to when um, when things are not going so well, as opposed to um, maybe when things are well. It's you know, it's it can be harder in some ways thinking about what to write and stuff like that because, you know, um, a lot of the point of a fanzine is to is to judge when maybe things are not so good and suggest improvements and stuff like that. But when things are going well, then um, yeah, it's a case of, you know, what what do you say? But what you really want, obviously, is to be successful, which which we were for a long period of time. But um, things have slowly unraveled really over the last few years and um. Yeah, I think there's quite a lot of apathy in uh, in this part of the world at the moment when it comes to football. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a tick, Steve. Uh, so the Jack Cash, you can find that on the socials and uh, on all the usual podcast uh, platforms. Uh, why is it called the Jack Cast, though, Steve? Um, that's a good question. I didn't actually come up <laughs> with the name. Um, but obviously, people from Swansea are known as Jacks. So right, that okay. is, that, that's the main reason, really. And then, obviously, just put, just put Cast with it. And as simple as that, I guess. And Swansea, oh Swansea, the fans in—is this just an online thing, or did uh, have you have you done printed old no, school copies? Print. What it's all about? So it is in print. Um, I've never done it online. Whether that will continue long term, I don't know. I mean, obviously the world is is quite different now, isn't it? Even compared to when I started down in twenty ten. But no, you will. Um, providing it's not hammering down with rain next week, uh, I will be selling it opposite Rossi's um, chip shop. So I'm sure there'll be a few fans coming down from Morecambe next week. So. Yes, if they want to put a face to a name or say hello, then that is no problem at all. I'll be, uh, I will be standing there as long as it's not hammering down. But um, the weather in South Wales has not been great recently, so uh, don't count on it. <laughs> uh, we'll try and find you, Steve, if we can, because I mean, I, I'm like you, I, I am old school, and I like a nice printed fanzine, and uh, I think uh, it's like a like a match day program, isn't it? And they're gradually being phased out. There's not many. Well, so don't do them. Anymore. Them. So, yeah, exactly. So if you do want anything to read, you are in a situation where really it is a fanzine or nothing down here now. So, which is a bit of a shame, really, because I do appreciate that maybe sales of programmes weren't what they used to be. But I think people like to have them. I mean, for Morecambe, it's it's a big game. When you, I, I remember following Swansea in the lower divisions and um, to get to the third round of the cup would be a big deal. And you'd want to embrace it, really. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to buy a programme from it, which I think is is a shame because I think a lot of uh, the Morecambe supporters would probably want to buy one for an occasion like this. But, um, yeah, they don't do them. Let's talk about your ownership and management situation, then, if we may, Steve. And obviously you uh, you got rid of your manager quite a number of weeks ago now. So it's a little surprising, perhaps, that uh, a, a new permanent man hasn't been um, appointed just as yet. But uh, how, has, how has Alan Sheehan been, been doing? A bit of a mixed bag by all accounts. Yeah, I think obviously results haven't been too bad, but I've got to be honest, I think we've been poor and I think we've been a little bit lucky in uh, in a few games. I mean, we won at Rotherham, but they're bottom of the league and they had 10 men for most of the game. So 
can't get too excited about that. I think we had a draw at Stoke then. Um, last minute equaliser. You take it, of course, but we weren't very good in that one. Bizarrely, our best performance was probably the next game against Middlesbrough, where we lost two one. But um, we gifted a ridiculous goal. We probably haven't seen it, but there was a, a back pass that was picked up, and then um, from the subsequent uh, back pass, there was a roll and a shot, and it went under us. And it was it was a terrible goal to concede, really, and we, that cost us that one. Beat Preston with a last minute winner, um, but that was a poor game. Um, Southampton gave us a pace then that's probably where we're really at um, if I'm honest with you and any other day we had another last minute goal to nick a point so we're in a good habit when it comes to nicking points late on I must say but um, I don't think we're great I think Sheehan's a good talker he's carrying the, the baby at the moment he's doing his best but um, he shouldn't have the job in my opinion uh, and I hope he doesn't get it so yeah Michael Duff obviously was, was sacked back in I think it was about the 4th of December now um I was quite pleased with this. I think it was totally the wrong fit. I don't think he's necessarily a bad manager. I think he'll be okay in the lower divisions, but um, never really embraced the club, I don't think. Um, he didn't move to the area, which isn't ideal. Um, he wasn't spending anywhere near enough time here. I think when you're a club like Swansea and you're quite isolated from the rest, you've got to be here, really. I think you can't be commuting two and three hours and stuff like that. Yeah. I think you've got to be here so that wasn't great and then a lot of his comments were poor um you know he, he didn't really embrace the south wales derby which we lost for the first time in front of a crowd in 10 years and produced a shocking performance um so yeah it was it was just poor really and yeah we, we bought a lot of players in the summer and i feel like that was a lot of bad business as well so it's not been great down here i've got to be honest i think from a, a morecambe point of view as much as it would be disappointed uh, to have drawn us away from home, I think it's not a terrible draw in terms of a potential upset, I would say. Well, we'll come on to that in a tick, Steve, because uh, I think uh, some Morgan fans are possibly thinking along the same lines as well. If it's not Alan Shane, then uh, there's lots of uh, lots of out-of-work managers with good reputations uh, at the moment. Um, who Who is the perfect fit for Swansea? Um, it's, we want someone that's got a philosophy of, playing total football, really. I think that's how Swansea have been successful over the last few years, obviously going up through the divisions and then stabilising in the Premier League, winning the League Cup. Um, a nice little run in Europe, which included beating Valencia, which all sounds absolutely insane still. Um, <laughs> but um, obviously it's, it's unravelled since. And I think that's been because, you know, we were firefighting really in those last years in the Prem to try and stay in there. But a couple of managers since that have liked to play nice football. I mean, Graham Potter did. Unfortunately, he was poached, which was gutting. Um, Steve Cooper did a good job, obviously, but he wasn't really a, a Swansea way type of person. And um, I think he was probably quite sensible to walk when he did because that was the, the last of the parachute payments when we you know, failed to go up by losing the playoff final. And I think it was a different club then after that. So obviously then we had Russell Martin, who wasn't sufficiently backed and is now doing a very good job at Southampton. Um, so it's though, we're looking for like a, a Potter type, really. And I think... Ironically, I'm just looking at um, you know, how Morecambe are doing and obviously took a paste in at Notts County the other day and Luke Williams was Russell Martin's assistant down here for a bit. So he's been strongly linked and I wouldn't be against that at all. I think they're a team that like to play nice football. So I think he he could be one. And I think the other one that sounds like he's linked is Eric Ramsey, who is a um a coach at Man United. He he was here previously as an under eighteens coach, was involved with the well setup for a bit as well. Um he's another one that has that similar type of philosophy so I think those two are strongly linked and if it's one of those two then I'll be quite happy with that I mean you know someone like Ramsey's a calculated gamble but Swansea have done really well with that in the past I think 
obviously Roberto Martinez was it was his first job. Um and he's not done too badly. I mean, he's managing Cristiano Ronaldo now, isn't he? And Bruno Fernandes and whoever else in the Portugal job. So, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. And as long as they've got that philosophy and they're committed to it, then um I always think that's the best way for a club like Swansea to try and overachieve really rather than chopping and changing managers and going from different styles. I mean, if you appoint someone with similar beliefs, then they're going to be happy usually to work with the similar players that you've already got and always try and target players with those type of attributes as well. Um, so I think that's what I'm hoping for. I think if Swansea don't do that, I think it's uh, relegation to League One is probably a matter of time. And the caveat that we are recording this on on New Year's Eve morning. So, uh, as is always, uh, there's some kind of unwritten rule, isn't it? That uh, as soon as the podcast is out after our respective games on, on New Year's Day, you will have already appointed a new manager and those last few minutes will all be useless. But uh, we'll, we'll be what it will be, uh, I suppose. So, uh, that, that's interesting about the Swansea way. I think with Luke Williams, Steve, I think you might be onto, onto something there. That, that, that we have got absolutely out, out footballed is the best way I would describe it. Uh, on uh, a couple of days ago, um, knocking it around for fun. So if you are into the, the the high possession total football, he might well be your man. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at how well he did last year with Notts County. I mean, they would have gone up automatically, I think, in any other season, wouldn't they? It's just that obviously Wrexham were there as well, but they've taken to League Two, haven't they? Like um, a duck to water, really. I mean, I think there are a few question marks about defensively. I mean, they have gifted some really poor goals, but going forward, it seems like a joy. Like I said, they're completely dominating uh, possession. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think he's he is someone I, I wouldn't be against at all. I, I think I'd be happy if he comes in, but um, whether he will or not, I uh, I don't know. Um, I just hope, in the, like you say, with that curse of a new manager, I think just please let us have somebody in by the, that FA Cup game because it is just getting a bit ridiculous now. We would have passed a month by that point of not having a manager otherwise. So, um, yeah, let's... I hope that they are making a decision. And if it's Williams, then no problem for me. I think that would be a, a good move. Now, Morecambe's um, ownership issues have been very well documented on the national level. Um, give us a bit of an overview, Steve, if you could, about your current ownership situation. OK, so we had a, a local consortium of businessmen up until 2016. Um, they sold to Americans, Jason Levian and Steve Kaplan in general. There is a, It is a hedge fund. There's more people involved. Um, you know, there's there's one or two high-profile people involved, I think, like Mindy Kaling, I think, was she in the American office? I think she's got a very small percentage. I mean, these people don't have much of a say. I mean, it's, in general, it's Levian and Kaplan, there are the people there. But we did have some people get uh, come on board then over the last few years. Jake Silverstein is one. Then we've had Brett Cravat. We've had Nigel Morris. Probably left somebody out now. But, um, so, yeah, there's actually more people involved now. And luckily for us, really, they've bought in and that has put some money into the club. But the problem is it's been wasted because we brought in about 14 players in the summer. And if I'm honest, I think a lot of them are not good enough. And they've got the wrong type of attributes. So whoever comes in, if they want to re-implement like a possession type of style, not sure how many of them are going to be, will fit into that in like the long term. But um, there's just been a lot of bad decisions really since this regime came in. I mean, the, the big one at the start was we could have had Brendan Rodgers back in 2016. They didn't do that. And then that led to Bob Bradley came in and he was a car crash and some other several other bad appointments. And it's just stuff like, I think, we go back to January of last year and we we were short of players. We sold a few in the win, transfer window and Russell Martin wasn't back. At all. We only needed two or three. And if they'd done that, we finished three points off the playoffs. And you're thinking, 
well, it would have cost hardly anything to bring people in, and it would have probably put us into the top six once you're in there. Obviously, we could have gone up, but um, yeah, so they didn't do that. There's a falling out. That's partly why Martin left, although he was offered a better job. Um, and then they changed with this, with these other people coming on board in the summer, they then changed tack and have spent a lot of money, but have wasted it. I mean, they have to buy Duff out of a contract at Barnsley, and now they've got to uh, obviously pay him up, and now they've got to try and poach a manager from elsewhere. So that costs a bit. And then there was quite a bit of money spent in the summer. But the, the problem we've got now is I don't think there's much resale value here. The best way to run a club, I'd always say, is you've got to mm. try and bring younger players in and um, then try and improve them and, and sell them on. And then you reinvest. I mean, that's how Brentford have got in the play, uh, Premier League. Sorry. I mean, you look at it, they had, I think, like the likes of Ben Rama and uh, Watkins. They sold them and then yeah, yeah. they had money to buy Ivan Tony, for example. So that's always the best way to try and do it. But at Swansea now, Whereas last year, they went too far in terms of not backing a manager. They've not gone the other way, spent a fortune, but wasted it. I mean, there's got to be a happy medium, really. So I just think they don't know what they're doing. That That's the problem. They don't understand football. Um, the only spell where I've ever had much faith is we had the guy who's now the EFL chief executive, Trevor Birch, in, in, as chairman. And he was, um, he was in charge for just over a year, I think. We're obviously working football for a long time with a lot of different clubs. And he would... You could, he had more of a plan of what we should do. But I don't think the ones that are there now do have much of a plan. And um, yeah, it's just slowly going backwards, should we say. The only positive I've got is that I don't think they'll ever let us go into administration or anything like that. But yeah, I, my, my faith in them is very low. I mean, it's continued mistakes that they don't learn from. And um, I think a lot of people down here now, there was anger to start with. It's turned to apathy, really. People have just had, had enough. I mean... If you look at it on the face of it, Swansea's crowds are not too bad, about 15,000, something like that. Mm. But I can tell you, they're, they're counting tickets sold. There is no way that that is accurate. You could take one or 2,000 off that every game. And I just think it's going to get worse. They've just put season ticket prices up for next season. I mean, we've only had three wins at home all year. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not inspiring then, is it, to saying, oh, you know, come down here and, uh, and support us and all this type of thing. But... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just hoping for a new manager to come in and sort of give us something to believe in again, really, because it's just been quite disappointing. And if I'm honest, this is probably the lowest I felt about the club in about 20 years. I mean, we were back then we were back in, we were in League Two, and we were. But after that, we always felt like we were on an upward trajectory. Whereas now, where we're on a downward one. So um, yeah, it's not it's not been the most inspiring of times to follow Swansea. I would say. So it sounds like we uh, we could be meeting at uh, at an ideal. Time. I think when the draw for the FA Cup was made, uh, we we went to Tottenham two seasons ago and had a, had a brilliant day out in the third round. Season before that, we were at Chelsea during the COVID lockdown season and and had another great day out. Although obviously there weren't fans in at Stamford Bridge, so we were very hopeful of drawing the Premier League side. And then Swansea City comes out and everybody goes, "Ah, oh, Swansea!" But it's still a big draw, isn't it? And it's Championship against League Two. But uh, from what you've said there, Steve, there's a chance. On, on a given day, if we can turn up, that uh, it might we might give you a game. Yeah, I think I understand the size, I've got to be honest, because it's not just the fact that it's, you know, it's, I, you always think if you draw, I, I used to think this when I, when we were in League Two, we draw a championship team, it's like, obviously it's a decent draw, but it's tough, especially if it's a way you probably lose and it's not the glamour one you're looking for. But I think yeah. the, the worst thing for Morecambe really is drawing Swansea is the distance in there, because it's a hell of a long way to come down here. <laughs> yeah. And they've obviously moved it to the Harpers 5 kickoff, which is terrible. So, like, I do have sympathy on, on that because I'd be thinking the same thing. I mean, if you're Morecambe and you draw 
Asava, thank you. Draw someone like Blackburn. It's still a similar type of draw, but it's only down the road. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously you're going to take a lot more fans, aren't you? So I think that's where I do have sympathy. But yeah, look, I think that there is a chance that I do think a new manager will be in by that point. So that in some ways that might count against you because I think a new manager is likely to play a strong team. Whereas I think if Alan Sheehan's still in charge, maybe he'll look to give people a rest and one or two an opportunity. So but I, I mean, you, you don't know. It is, you know, it's the old FA Cup and it, things can happen. I think Morecambe, you know, do genuinely have a chance here. I mean, you know, I think especially if, let's say, you no, know, it could, could end up being a draw. And then I don't think we would relish a trip north on a midweek in January, to be yeah. honest. So, yeah, I think, look, there is a chance. I mean, there's always upsets, aren't there? That's what makes the Cup so good. I mean, we've been on the right end and the wrong end of them. I remember it's coming, it'll be 25 years now in January. We drew West Ham. Played them away, drew. Although we were winning for ages, should have won. But then we pulled them back to the old vets field and beat them. And I always look back at that as one of the the great memories of my childhood. Really following Swansea, and but in two thousand eight, when we had a really good side, we ended up drawing Haven to Waterlooville. We absolutely battered at home, and they nicked a late goal. It's gone to a replay, and then they they beat us in the replay. And by that time, we knew we had a Liverpool trip if we won. So you can imagine that was gutting. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it can, you, you do never know with the cup, but it's, I do think for Morecambe, it's a decent draw, although you'd be, obviously, you'd be happier if you were at home, wouldn't you? And I think if you, if you were at home, I'd be more concerned. But yeah, I'd like to think that we will uh, get the job done. But this is by no means uh, a walkover, I would say. I, I think Morecambe have got a, a reasonable chance here of at least the replay. So yeah, uh, hopefully uh, I'm wrong on that, though. <laughs> All things being equal then, Steve, um, what do we need to know about uh, a current Swansea City team, formations, what players to watch? What do we need to know? Um, it's a good question. I think in general, we've been playing um, like with a 4-3-3. We started the season playing 3-5-2 and that didn't go well. But then we don't really have any wide players. So we've been square pegging, round holding it for uh, for a while. And I, I don't like that, if I'm honest with you. But um yeah, what our strongest team is, is is quite tough to say. I mean, the, def, the goalkeeper, Carl Rushworth, definitely is. I mean, he's on loan from from Brighton, and I think he's a really good keeper. I think he could have a Premier yeah. League future. Yeah. Um, there's something about him, definitely. I mean, um, so then, usually, we've been changing it a bit at the back recently. Our right back, Josh Key, has been injured. So you'll probably see the likes of Ben Cabango, who's He's got a few Welsh caps under his back and Harry Darling in the team. Maybe Nathan Wood, who's been injured recently. He, he's just come back into the fold. Um, Josh Tyman, the left back, came in in the summer from Stoke. I mean, Matt Grimes is probably our best player. Midfield, mm. he's captain. He's um, he's been with us for years now. Um, he's He hasn't been as good this season, I don't think. But I think that's down to the whole managerial situation, really. So, yeah, I think Joe Allen might play. Obviously, that's... Uh, Probably our most high-profile player, really. He's, yes. He's been injured a lot recently. He's on the way back. I think they'll target this as him to start. But Joe Wenfit is still a very good player, uh, in my view. But he's been, since he's come back 18 months ago, there's been a lot of injuries. And I think that is, that's really disappointing, really. I mean, it, it sort of ruined his World Cup as well. He did end up playing a bit. But, yeah, he wasn't the Joe that he could have been. So mm. that was really disappointing. I mean, Jamie Patterson has been playing behind the striker. He's been very good recently. He can be hot and cold, but he's been good. We've just signed Yannick Balassi, so that's another name. Um, you could tell he's not what he was, obviously, but you know, I think he's probably better from the bench these days. We've got Jerry Yates up front, who used to play for Blackpool, which is 
not that far from you guys, obviously. Um, he came in in the summer. So I think he might play this one. And then Jamal Lowe has been playing a lot as well. He's on loan from Bournemouth. So, I mean, there's a few like more high-profile players in there. But yeah, I don't think we're, we're not a great side um, by any stretch of the imagination, really. But I would expect us to play 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1. That tends to be the way that we go now. So um, that's what I would expect. But if a new manager comes in, he might see things differently, obviously. We normally play a counter-attacking style, Steve, try to soak up the pressure hit on the break with pace, get the ball out wide and away we go. Is that a tactic that might get some success? Well, you'd always think if you're playing against a stronger opposition that that is probably the best way to try and go, isn't it? So I think that would make sense. I mean, try and frustrate us early on, really. And, um, you know, the, the worst thing you could do, it goes without saying, is to concede early because if that happens, then, you know, you, it, it could be a bad day, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I think if it's, let's say now it's nil-nil at halftime, for example, then you'd be in a quite a good position and, yeah, I mean, you'd have a chance. Um, and yeah, that, that you'd always think going, trying to sit deep and if you've got pace to try and play out, um, that that's a tactic that, that could work in this type of game, really. So I would understand if uh, they went, if Morgan went in with that approach. And um, yeah, there's, on, on any given day, if you, if you get it right, that could work. Great to chat, Steve. Really, really good stuff, mate. Really appreciate your time. And uh, obviously uh, looking forward to, to coming down to South Wales on uh, on Saturday. I can remember I watched the game at the Vetchfield back in the 90s, proper old school, old fashioned stadium. But for people who have not been to, well, I say your new stadium, you've been there for quite a while now, haven't you, really? But uh, for those people who haven't ever been to Swansea, you might have seen it on the telly on Match of the Day and that kind of stuff. What can the away fans expect uh, for the Shrimps uh, coming down on Saturday for, for their experience? Um, it's, it's a bit, For a new stadium, it's not in a bad area, really. I mean, some of them are, are in the middle of nowhere, which is which is not great. But this one isn't. Um, I mean, if anyone comes down by train, you'll get a great view of it as you go over the, the viaduct, which is about a mile or two from the ground. So, yeah, I mean, it's, Swansea is a nice place. I mean, at this time of year, obviously, with the weather and how cold it is, not so good, but we, we, we've got some lovely beaches down here and stuff like that. I mean, if, if anyone's coming down and wants a few drinks, Wine Street, which is uh, spelt, well, pronounced as wine, but it's spelled as wind. But um, there's all the bars are, are on there, basically, in the city centre. But um, there's plenty of places to drink around by... Um, by the stadium. I mean, the, the Cooper's Arms is a decent one. There's the Harvester, which is literally right next door. I mean, you can have can grub there. There's Rossi's Chip Shop, as I mentioned. That's where I'll be opposite. Nice. Um, yeah, there's there's plenty of uh, of stuff around. Parking isn't brilliant. I mean, you can go over where the park and ride is, and that's, that'll cost about a fiver. But we will obviously see a lower crowd for this, I would have thought, than most league games. So that does mean it might not be as as tricky to park, really. But um, yeah, there's there, there is stuff around by the ground. You're not in the the middle of nowhere and it's only about a mile or two from town so there are options then of getting a taxi up and, and stuff like that but um the way ends decent it, i think it holds about two thousand. it's um it's behind the goal i think particularly in the the upper tier the, the view is quite good so yeah it's um no it's it's, it's a decent one to to come to i mean i'll i'll i won't don't want to speak ill of them we played coventry the other day but their ground is about six miles out of the center yeah, yeah. right next to the motorway there is a retail park then it costs 15 quid to park and you've got like Goodness no other me. options type of thing. So like, it's not like that. It is, it's a better place to come than, than somewhere like that. I would say. Oh, I got that. I think we're probably going to end up with about 600, maybe traveling more convinced. I think we sold about 450 uh, at time of recording, plus a few that's going to 
fancy it in the next few days. So uh, hopefully we're going to go down and uh, make some noise and hopefully make it make it a decent game. It, it's I mean it depends how much you you value the magic of the FA Cup, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, from my point of view, I actually still think there is something about the cup, and I've been frustrated down the years when um, I think once we made the quarterfinals against Spurs and we changed the team, and I was thinking to myself, well, "What the hell are we doing this for?" I mean, we're in a quarterfinal year. I'm not saying we're going to win it, but you know, it's a cup run. You can just get a bit of excitement going. I mean, I've seen Morgan were in the bottom half of of League Two. I mean, not in real danger of uh, of going down. Um, a long way off the playoffs, really, but. A cup run can just sort of give a bit of excitement, can't it? I mm. mean, particularly when you're in the lower divisions as well, though, you're always thinking, well, if we can get through here, get another run, either try and go on a nice little run somewhere, or um, obviously get a big team, and then that might bring a few quid in and potentially a day out and stuff like that. So, you know, I I don't get it why people don't take it seriously, really. I mean, I, I can sort of understand one or two teams maybe not doing so, but I mean, I, I still think it's uh, it's a good competition. And if you can do well and then great and I mean I mentioned earlier Swansea won the league cup didn't they and that was amazing really considering mm. where the club had come from and to to get a trophy and this type of thing and if it you know if we hadn't taken that seriously we could have been booted out early on so you know um, it's it can just give you that excitement I mean we're not doing great as I've said so I mean a little cup run might just you know give something for us as well so you know, but you just never know what will happen to you. I mean, I, I'd like to think a new manager will take it seriously because it could be his first chance to to have a look at the side. But uh, you never know. I mean, managers, uh, they're all different, aren't they? And some uh, prefer it to others. Steve, great to chat, mate. Uh, thank you so much. Indeed. Good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday, of course. Uh, just before you go, give us the the sales pitch one more time for the Jack cast and, of course, for uh, Swansea, oh, Swansea fanzine. Yeah, sure. So Swansea or Swansea fanzine, I'll be selling that by uh, by Rossi's. Uh, quite a, a strong one this time in terms of criticism of uh, certain decisions, should we say? Because I post, I published it not long after uh, Michael Duff was was fired. The front cover has got um, a picture of the stadium with white smoke, and it says "Waiting for white smoke." Now I thought <laughs> by now that that would be out of date. But it isn't, is it? Because we have a the few more copies but... shifted. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So um, yeah, there aren't any. We usually have player interviews and stuff like that, but um, not so much more former players than anything. But we've had a few decent ones down the years. We've had uh, John Toshak, who managed us in the um, the old first division and stuff like that. We've had mm. um, so we've had one or two more like higher profile fans. have had um, for anyone that likes Gavin and Stacey, uh, the character of Dave Coaches. Um, he was in it many moons ago. Uh, he's a Swansea fan, even though in the show he portrays a Cardiff one. Um, and yeah, the Jack cast, I am assuming that after New Year's Day game, we will be doing quite a bumper episode. And I'm sure towards the end of it, we will discuss uh, the FA Cup game on Saturday. So um, yeah, if anyone does want to tune in, you are very welcome. Um, yeah, you will probably be listening though to two men who are quite angry about the current predicament down here. Looking forward to all of that. Steve, thanks so much again, my friend. Uh, I'll try and come and see you and uh, get a fanzine uh, before the game on, on Saturday. So good luck and uh, thanks once again. We'll speak to you next time, mate. Cheers. No problem. Have a safe journey, everyone, and um, try and enjoy the day, but obviously not so much the game. Will do, mate. All the best. Cheers. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.